Hey guys, what is up? Super exciting week. We are on episode 10. Cannot believe we have made it this far already. <laughs> it feels like just yesterday we started. Um, I don't know if y'all can tell, but I cannot catch a break and I am <laughs> kind of sick this week. I'm losing my voice. Um, got a sore throat, all that. Like I'm telling you, man, three weeks in a row, I cannot catch a break. Something's wrong with me. But hey, let's say a big amen. The clap is healed. I do no longer have the clap in my mouth. Thank God. That's good to no, hear. Yeah. No, I'll actually don't tell people actually, you know, I did not have the clap. I swear I did not have an Listen STD. Listen to the last episode if that don't make sense. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. We talked about it in the last episode. I said, I told everybody I have the clap in my mouth. I don't actually have the clap. But um, anyway, I feel a lot better now besides being a little nasally and kind of having a minor cold. Um, okay. So. Starting off just like we do every week, favorite thing of the week. Trey, would you like to start off or would you want me to? I'll go. I mean, I don't really have anything major because this has kind of been a crappy week. So Dang, uh, that's kind of rough. Yeah, so I guess I'd say my favorite thing of the week was probably the bagel bites I ate a half hour ago. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I had bagel bites. That's why I wanted that's to bring funny. this up because I've rediscovered them lately. And dude, it's changed my life. See, I was already, I was always a pizza roll kid. I was never bagel See, bites. I was never a pizza roll kid, but apparently my parents thought I was. Cause yeah, no, we I always like pizza had rolls. pizza rolls. And I, <clears> I just I don't like pizza rolls, but dude, bagel bites. Oh my god. Oh yeah, no, they're definitely good. I just always lean towards pizza rolls. I guess I don't know. Now, see, I was just in the I was at the local market the other day, and I was just like looking through some stuff I needed to buy, and it was like right next to the frozen stuff I needed to buy. And I was like, you know, I haven't had those in a while, and now I buy them constantly, and it's becoming a problem. Yeah, you might want to get that checked out. I don't. I don't think uh, those are too good for you. Do you think there are any therapists that specifically like specialize in bagel bites addictions? Mm, I do not know. What would the name of that I, addiction be? Isn't there like names for different kind of like addictions and stuff like that? Uh, but bagliction. Bagliction. I don't think I that's what they would of, call it. I don't know. Um, Let's I don't go know. to a food therapist. I'll figure it out. Is that a but, thing? I'm a sure there therapist? is for like eating disorders and stuff. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, it's like this week hasn't been awful. It just hasn't been great. It's just, you know, the normal end of semester stuff where no no teacher like knows how to pace themselves, so I just have a ton of stuff thrown on me at once, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I've had something like 12 or 13 assignments to do this week and a few of them are group projects, so that's annoying. But oh, I hate group projects. Yeah, I know. Man. It's It's finally winded down, though, because I told them, like, like, on one of my groups, I told him, I said, uh, I said, hey, listen, I'll put everything together. I don't mind. But I said, you got to have it to me by 5 o'clock on Thursday, because after that, I'm out of commission. I will not let anything get in my way of watching the draft, but I know we'll get to that later. Yeah. Okay. So, um, well, I'm sorry about your week. It hasn't been that great, but, um, you know, the bagel bite thing is exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, for mine, um, I actually have, like, two, like, well, they're not like small, but they haven't happened yet, so I can't like go into deep detail. So I guess this segment's not going to last this long this week. Um, so first off, obviously everyone knows I've been talking about it for weeks. Tomorrow is the opening day of Avengers Endgame, probably one of the biggest movie events of our lifetime. Like, not even like trying to exaggerate, it really probably will be. He is. Yeah, no, it probably will be one of the biggest events of our entire lives as far as movies go. And that's super exciting. I'm ready to go see that. But also, you know, we talked about last week, your favorite band or your favorite type of music is, you know, like Kiss. Kiss is your favorite band, though. Yeah, they're my favorite band, but not my favorite type of music. But but I see what you're yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. I, I don't get that, but that's okay. Well, actually, no, I do get that, and I'll explain why. <laughs> um, so tomorrow in Tuscaloosa, the Zac Brown Band is coming. And the Zac Brown Band is actually my favorite band, even though it's not my favorite kind of music. But I love the Zac Brown Band. I don't know why. I've been addicted to their stuff, like, for, like, months now. But I'm really upset, though, because I can't go. What? Yeah, I can't go. I'm really upset about it. Why but not? It's because, well, because I had already agreed to go see the Avengers, which I'm not, like, upset about that. Like, I'm super excited to go see the Avengers. But at the time, I didn't realize the concert in the movie opening was the same day. Yeah, and you've already got tickets, don't you? Yeah, so I'm screwed. I can't get, I can't go to Zach Brown Band, and I'm like really upset about it. So there's no one you can't just like sell the tickets off to and go to Zach Brown because that's more of a, more of a once in a lifetime. Well, not lifetime, but you know what I mean. Like, 
Yeah, yeah. That's no, that's kind of the way I did it, but there was nothing I could really do because, I mean, I, I, it's kind of a long story, but the person I'm going with um, kind of asked me and was like, hey, dude, like the person I'm going with backed out. Like, will you go with me? And oh. I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I can go. So I actually, see. I'm going to see it twice this week. <laughs> yeah, because I already had like my own tickets for that. So All right, I'm going to mean. see it twice. I never intended to go see it Thursday night. I was intending to go see it Saturday. But, and then, you know, but now this happened. So there's nothing I can really do about it. But I'm still excited they're coming to Tuscaloosa. I've been listening to their music, like, for months now, I guess. I'm kind of a new fan, to be honest with you, but they've quickly become my favorite band. Well, I hate that for you, man. Like, Yeah, it's all good, though. It sucks to miss a concert, especially when it's, like, you know, your favorite band. Like, if I had to miss that Kiss concert, that would have been good for me. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And this is, like, the um, it's in the Tuscaloosa Amphitheater, which is, like, a three-minute drive from where I live. Man, that's perfect. See, we have concerts here at UNA. And, like, we have a spring concert every year. It's always free to the students and everything. They've never once had anyone that I liked. Let's let me recount. um, I went to B.O.B. my freshman year. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you guys at least get name brand people. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We've had, like, Wiz Khalifa, Waka Flocka, um, B.O.B., like I said. You know, the All-American Rejects when they were pretty big. Yeah. Um, We've had Ray Shrimmerd. Oh, that's a cool one. Yeah, Ray Shrimmer. I didn't go to Ray Shrimmer. That was before I got to school here. That was like the year before. Ah, uh, I got you. But the B.O.B. was my freshman year, and so was All-American Rejects, and I went to those. So my freshman year, we had John Bellion. <coughs> I don't who? even know if you remember who that is. He was a one-hit wonder. His music what was terrible. Song? I don't even remember. Like, it was that bad. So anyway, yeah, I've never heard shout of out John Bellion. And I think Rob Stone opened up for him. <laughs> Rob, okay, wait, oh, Rob Stone's the one who's like, uh, Rob Stone, two dang phones. Um, yeah. yeah, Chill yeah, Bill, yeah. I think the song Chill Bill, <laughs> yes. Dude, yeah, the okay, rest of his music was hot garbage, and then we had Chill Bill, and the place went nuts. Because this was in 2016, so it was, well, early 2017, so it was like at its height, you know? Yeah, oh yeah, um, that song was huge. And then last year we had T-Pain, which I didn't oh, go to. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. I can't believe I, you didn't go I to didn't T-Pain. Go. I, I just don't care enough about T-Pain. I, you know, I had some friends over, and I was just like, eh. Well, I mean, that's not your kind of music anyway. I mean, I like a lot of hip-hop and a lot of rap, but not, not T-Pain necessarily. He yeah. probably put on a good show. I don't know. And then this year yeah, we I'm had sure Riley Green. We had Riley see, Green as the country artist, you know? Yeah, see, I've never been like a bit. Oh, yeah, Riley Green came here too. That's see, neat. I've never been a big like T-Pain specifically. Or excuse me, not T-Pain, B.O.B., like, I've never been, like, a huge fan of his, but he put on a great show. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Him and T-Pain seem more like performers yeah, anyway they to do. me. Like, not, like, trying to diss on anything they do, but, like, I'm sure they put on a great show. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, So, tomorrow is actually, like, a big day, for real. Endgame, Zach Brown Band, mock, or not the mock draft, the draft, but I do have a mock draft. All right, Trey, do you want to do... Okay, we decided we're going to do um, a top 10 mock draft, uh, each of us separately, do our own thing, just for the top 10 picks, because obviously if we did the whole first round or whatever, that would take oh, yeah, forever. it'd be two hours long. Yeah, that would take so long. So um, we're also, tomorrow, um, if you're listening to this, tomorrow is... Or I guess if you're listening to this, it'll be the day of the draft. So if you're listening to the episode, we're going to post a uh, poll on Twitter, where you can um, decide who um, is going to be the number one pick. Obviously, Kyler Murray will be one of the options because he looks pretty promising right now. But we're also going to put a, a few other players that look like they might could go number one, and um, we'll let you all decide. So be looking out for that. And I'll also put it on Instagram as well. So uh, Twitter, at couch underscore takes. Instagram, at couch takes. Be a part of the poll. We'd love to hear uh, from you guys. It's always really exciting. Okay, so, so Andrew, why don't you hit us yeah. with your first pick then, man? Okay, so are we going to go back and forth? Sure, we'll do that. Okay. So, for my number one pick, uh, the Arizona Cardinals select Nick Bosa, defensive end out of Ohio State. That's an interesting one. Yeah. I mean, I think it's between him and Kyler. So I do I, too. I'm not, I'm not putting your pick down. Yeah. Um, because it's like, I can see both sides of that. And it's, it's honestly like, it's a lot harder now to choose between if it's going to be Nick Bosa or if it's going to be Kyler Murray as compared to even a few weeks ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I've heard a few uh, reports saying that maybe they're considering, like, because, you know, for the past two weeks, it's been like, oh, my gosh, Tyler Murray, lock number one. Past couple days, I've heard a few reports saying that they're not really thinking so much anymore. 
So I'm really curious to see. I'm really curious, but I, I mean, like, I, I mean, obviously, this is just a mock draft. I have no idea. Right. I just think so, Nick Bosa is the gonna be the pick. Well, yeah, I was conflicted on that as well, and I kept going back and forth, and I was like, you know, I, I'm just gonna go with my gut. So I stayed with Kyler Murray on my pick for the number. Yeah, that's one. fair. That's fair. I mean, honestly, I think it could go either way, and I don't think you could fault Arizona either way. As a Raiders fan. I hope they take Kyler Murray so more of the defensive people fall. But, you know, that's how it goes. Yeah. But anyway, I'll go first on the second pick so we can okay. go back and snake it like that. So for my second pick, I had Nick Bosa go into the 49ers. Surprise, surprise. Um, okay. A lot of heat has come on a lot of people for saying that only because the 49ers have taken so many defensive linemen over the last few drafts, you know, like with the yeah. Morris Buckner and Solomon Thomas and all them. But it's like if you – I feel like if you're picking number two – Unless you actually need a quarterback, in which case the 49ers don't right now because they still got Garoppolo, you got to take best player available, which in my opinion is Quinn and Williams. But I think if you're going to go between Quinn and Williams and Nick Bosa, they're both like neck and neck when it comes to how good they could be with like their ceilings. So I feel like Nick Bosa would fit their system better, uh, like for their needs. So I think Nick Bosa is the move for them there. Okay. Yeah. See, that's fair. Um, since I put Nick Bosa number one, um, obviously Kyler's still on the board, but I didn't put him going second either. I put Quinnen, who, you know, me and you both agree is, uh, like you just said, I mean, him and Nick Bosa, you could go either way, and I think you're making a good pick. But the 49ers don't need a quarterback. Like you said, Jimmy G is there, and they, they really think he's the guy. And so I put uh, Quinnen Williams out of Bama. Yeah, that's completely respectable. Yeah, so for my number three pick, I have the Jets taking Josh Allen uh, out of Kentucky, the linebacker. I have them taking a defensive player. There you go. I also had them taking Josh Allen, and I'll explain okay. why. Because I know you're going to say, like, because I've already thought about this, you're going to say, oh, you're just picking that, so Quinnen will fall to the Raiders at four. But I actually have a reason for it, okay? Okay. If you think about the Jets and their needs, they need edge help so badly. And that's Josh Allen's specialty is an edge rusher, you know? Yeah, that's and, why I put him there. Yeah, and they also have Leonard Williams in the middle right now, who's doing a good job at shoring that up, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think if you're going for needs, and at least on my draft board, you know, you still have Josh Allen and Quentin Williams on the board at the same time. There's also an argument for Josh Allen because he kind of swept the defensive boards last year, at least for his position. So, he put up really good numbers against SEC competition. Anyway, I feel like Josh Allen is the better fit for the Jets, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if they take Quentin Williams. Yeah, see, I, I think, yeah, it could go anyway. I think Kyler Murray, Nick Bosa, Quentin, Josh, all of them could go anywhere in the top three or five. Like, I have no idea what order it's going to oh, be. Exactly. I was watching something on ESPN just like an hour ago where they said the Raiders' fate could be decided by the two teams in front of them just, uh, all, you know, if – Arizona takes a quarterback because if Arizona doesn't it shakes things up a lot mm -hmm. exactly but, yeah yeah so I feel like you know if Arizona takes that quarterback Oakland's gonna get one of the three that's left I I would be surprised if they didn't take Josh like okay say Quinnen and Nick Bosa are gone if one of those two were there they're gonna take Quinnen or Nick Bosa right no I doubt I think they would take Quinnen though yeah I think they would too but um but if those two are gone I would be surprised if they passed on Josh Allen yeah, but if they did, they'd take like Devin White or Ed Oliver or something, and I really I couldn't complain with either of those either. But um, yeah, oh yeah, no. I mean, uh, this draft class is really really stacked on the defensive side of the ball. Right. So moving on to my number four pick is pretty obvious. I have Quinnen Williams going to the Raiders. Um, they need any sort of help they can get. But dude, with Quinnen looking like an absolute monster, not only on tape but also throughout his testings and his combine drills and all that. I think he'd be a great fit. They need all the help they can get. If you're lining up, uh, lining him up next to Mo Hurst in the middle, that's going to cause some damage. Yeah. Okay. So for my number four pick, I know it's going to really tick you off. And this was, you know, I was telling you before the show that I think you're going to not, or there's going to be a surprise in there. You know. Right. So I have the Raiders taking Kyler Murray. See, I and, expected that. Yeah. Well, the reason I have that is not so much just because I think that. The Raiders like need a quarterback right now because I don't. I do think if I were the GM, I would take a defensive player. But I have heard a lot of reports that um, John Gruden really, really likes uh, Kyler Murray as a person and a player. And you know, 
you kind of have to back up your quarterback sometimes. And I've heard him say that he likes uh, Derek Carr, but I don't think um, I, I really don't think Gruden sold on Derek Carr. I really don't. And so, so I think he'd love to have a quarterback come in, take a couple years, really, you know, let him learn what they've got going on, and then eventually get Derek Carr out of the room. So I, I did want to you know touch on that a little bit because that's something I've been thinking about as a realistic possibility as a fan. Um, I do think if Kyler doesn't go first and no one trades up in front of the Raiders, I think Kyler to the Raiders is a real possibility, and that's coming from a fan, and that's coming from a huge Derek Carr fan. Um, Oh, yeah, you're huge on Derek Carr. Yeah, so I just want to say I think it's not necessarily because they've given up on Derek Carr, but because I think Mayock is a best player available type of guy, and if Kyler Murray falls to you at four and you don't have to do anything and you could just get him, I can understand that pick. So Mm -hmm. I would be shocked. Like Obviously, I'm going to be in shock if they take someone and we still have Derek Carr on the roster. But if it happens, I'll understand. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think um, I think that's kind of a Gruden pick, you know? Like, that's something that Gruden would do. Yeah. Hmm? He's a grinder. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. See, Gruden, that just sounds like something he would do. So, something uh, off the move- wall, something crazy. Yeah. So, moving on, uh, the Bucks. Buccaneers, I have them, or I don't have them at five. They are at five. I have them taking Devin White uh, out of LSU, the linebacker. That's nice. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you did that because I was in between on Devin White and Ed Oliver, and I ended up going with Ed Oliver for the Buccaneers. <laughs> okay. Honestly, either one of those would have been a perfect fit, I think, for the Bucks because they need some help right in there, especially since they lost Quan Alexander. Devin White would go well there. I just think they need some inside help. And, uh, you know, Quinn Williams won the Outland Trophy this past year for best defensive lineman or interior lineman. And Ed Oliver won it the year before him. So Ed's a little bit older. Um, And, he, you know, I guess he wasn't the best last year because he didn't win the trophy. But I think that would be a good help for them inside. So Yeah. Well, Ed Oliver did miss a ton of playing time this past season at uh, Houston. So, okay, uh, who do you have at um, number six? So, for number six... (laughs) Uh, we have the Giants. I gotta go, Dwayne Haskins, right? Yeah. Okay. So we're on the same page. The, I've been saying you that gotta for be. weeks. Yeah. I. I. I mean, you kind of talked me into it, and then I did some more research, and I was like, "Yeah, this is right. I think this is the move for the Giants." Dwayne Haskins has put up the numbers. He's proven that he can, like, he'll take the little dinks and dunks, just the short passes. He doesn't have to go for the long ball every time because he knows it's the smart play. I think Dwayne can be really successful. Yeah, I think so too. But I will say there's one thing that really, really bothers me about Dwayne Haskins. <clears throat> How did he not ever start over JT Barrett? If he was that good, I never thought JT Barrett was that incredible. You're not winning a national championship with JT Barrett. You don't. Honestly, well, listen. I, I just don't understand how he was benched for JT Barrett. Well, not necessarily benched. He just never got the job, you know? Well, the that's coaches like, never like saw him play J- in-game, that- though. I'm just saying, it's like, th- look, Urban Meyer loved GT- JT Barrett. It's pretty apparent at this point, seeing how much he played. So I just, I'm not holding that against Wayne, to be honest, because it's like he never really had a chance to show himself really much until last year when he did start. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I don't know. What did what did, um, what did did um he see? You know what I mean? What did, know, Urban Meyer, what did Urban Meyer see in JT Barrett that he didn't see in Dwayne Haskins? Leadership, veteran stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I really like, don't know. JT might have I mean, been a honestly, great leader. That would have been like Nick Saban keeping Jalen over Tua. Like honestly, that's the. I mean, not that I think uh, Dwayne is as well, good as Tua because I don't. I do think Tua is a better player. But you got to look at it saying? this way, though, man. It's just not comparable because Tua came in and actually proved himself the same way that Cardell Jones came in and proved himself, even though that was a different story. But I'm just saying, Dwayne Haskins never had to come in and win a game for JT Barrett, you know? Yeah, no, that's true. That's very true. Because, like, if Tua had never come in, I don't think that – I think Jalen would still have had the starting job last year. Yeah, I don't even know if Tua would still be at school here. He might would have transferred. Oh, I don't want to think about that. (laughs) Okay, so uh, moving on, like I said, yeah, I'm right there with you with uh, the Giants taking Haskins. Like I said, I've been saying that forever. Um, Number seven pick, the Jags. I have them taking Jawan Taylor, the oh, tackle out of Florida. I think they really, really need help in the front right there. They're, uh, they need pass help. They need rushing help. They just need some blockers. Well, they need well, it back, my pick especially on that one with too. the new quarterback. Man, they need it. 
Yeah, so I guess we're on the same page on that one, especially like I think they still got Cam Robinson on the left side, right? Yeah, oh yeah, and he's still playing at a high level. And then you can have Jawan Taylor on the right, and that'll kind of shore up your tackles for a little while. Yeah. Because, um, you know, offensive help is really what they need at this point. Because, I mean, their defense wasn't great last year, not like it was the year before. But as I think you – I can't – I don't think you can justify taking a defensive pick here when you have so many needs on offense. Does that make sense? Yeah, I completely agree. That's why I went with Taylor as well. Uh, I'm so, very curious to see who you have next. So finally, it comes off my board. I got Devin White going to the Lions at number eight. Uh, okay. I don't, I, you know, I just Devin. To me, it was more of Fitz is the reason that he fell. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he falls even further than this in the real draft because they obviously have more um, material available to look over than we do. But I, I think the Lions here. I think the logic in this pick is they do need some help in the middle on the defense. Uh, can you name the last great Lion linebacker? You know. Yeah, nope. no, I, have, I have no idea. Exactly. So, I mean, give them a shot. Who knows? This one's just more of a gut pick. I don't really have a real reason. I just think, why not? Yeah, well, uh, with the Lions, I also went defense, but I went at a different position. I went with um, Rashawn Gary, despite his extremely low Wonder League score, <laughs> which blows my mind. He scored a 9 and I'm not, like, sitting here trying to, like, bash him and say he's stupid or anything like that. But, like, dude, according to the Wonder Licks results, if you score less than a 10, then you're illiterate. Yeah, if Come y'all on, remember, we, we talked about the Wonder Lick. Uh, shoot, it was I think it was episode three we talked about it. So it's a, it's a 12-minute time test of basic arithmetic and um, comprehension and stuff like that. And they take it at the draft, and eventually all, of them, all the scores get released. Some of them got leaked. Rashawn Gary got a 9. Lowest uh, score in this year's draft. Yeah. The lowest quarterback score was a 20 by Kyler Murray. Not that 20 is necessarily bad. I think Aaron Rodgers had like a 24. But um, I think the highest in this draft was 46, and it was by a quarterback, but I had, I don't even remember his name. Like, I'd never heard of him before. Yeah, it, it was not the quarterbacks that everyone is taking in the first round. Right. Yeah, so, but a little bit to more expand on what I said, though. Um, Gary being, you know, he played for Michigan – um, he's you know familiar with that area. I think that they'd really love to have him come in. I think he'd fit in well. They need help, like I said, on the uh, end, and uh, he'd really really fit in despite his low Wonder League score, which I don't think that's really going to matter for a defensive end. I would honestly disagree there. I don't think De- uh, Gary is the right way to go if you're going that way. I think there's some other interior people in the defense that can warrant a spot higher, like. Honestly, if Jeffrey Simmons from Mississippi State didn't get hurt a few months ago, I think he's a top ten pick. What about Montez Sweat? Well, he's in. If we're comparing, it's like I think Simmons is better than Sweat, but I think Sweat has a case to go before Gary. But right now, with all the stuff that's come out about Sweat and Gary, I don't know that either of them go this high. They might fall to the twenties. Who knows? Yeah, see, that's who I was stuck between, though, was uh, Gary or Sweat. I didn't know which one I wanted to pick going number eight to the Lions. Well, who do you have going nine to the Bills? Uh, I finally have Ed Oliver coming off the board. There you go. Yeah, out of Houston, defensive tackle. Uh, He's a really, really good player, despite not seeing him play much this year due to injury. And I do think he, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, he did sit out a little bit just because he didn't want to get hurt again, right? A lot of players did that. Like this yeah, year. like there there was a whole thing about that where you know his teammates felt like he gave up on him. You know, yeah, Bosa yeah, did I the remember that thing. now. Yeah. yeah, Bosa did the same thing. So, um, but yeah, I think he's a great player, a good defensive tackle. Um, I think he'd really fit the Bills very well. So for the Bills here, I have kind of a it's not off the wall. My my mock draft is pretty clean cut, but I, I had them taking T.J. Hawkinson, the tight end from Iowa. And honestly, I think it's because Hawkinson is too good of a prospect to pass up at this point. And especially if you can get some help for your young quarterback, Josh Allen. Yeah. That would be incredible, right? Oh, he needs help. He yeah. definitely needs help. TJ Hawkinson has been a beast. He's kind of the all-in-one package. He can block for you like a six-man on the line. And he also, he's like a huge receiver. I mean, obviously that's what a tight end is. But you know what I mean? He's proficient in mm-hmm. his craft. So yeah. I think Hawkinson is easily going to be the first tight end off the board wouldn't be surprised if it's top 10. Yeah, see, I don't have him um, 
I do have him as the first tight end off the board, and not that we're going this far because we're stopping at 10, but I think he's going to fall to the Packers at 12. That would be a great fit for them. Yeah, I think so too. I think that'd be great for Aaron Rodgers. I think that'd be great for Hawkinson. Uh, you know, immediately get started with a quarterback like that, and uh, he'd really fit the scheme well because, you know, we don't – or not we, the Packers really don't use tight ends a ton, as you saw with Jimmy Graham. Everyone was so excited about Jimmy Graham coming in, but then he never really – had, like, outstanding numbers. And I don't think that was entirely his fault, like, playing bad. I think that was a lot of, like, you know, maybe that's just not what we use. So I I just think that would really fit him well. He's not expected to go out there and be an all-star right away. And plus with Matt LaFleur, this new uh, offensive-minded head coach, there's no telling what the offense is going to look like this year. Absolutely. So Now, if I were a betting man, I'd say we probably have the same number 10 pick for the Broncos. (laughs) I would say you're probably right. I haven't seen yours, but I've I, I've never felt. You see, I, I and I'm not saying I feel confident this is where this person's going to go, but you are. If I were the GM, I would feel the most confident about this pick. For sure. Well, for Might my as well team go ahead specifically. And say Drew Locke to the Broncos. Yes. Yes. Dude, it would be perfect, especially now that they got Flacco. He can sit a year or two under a seasoned veteran like Flacco. I mean, he won a Super Bowl, okay? He's not, like, trash. Did you see what Flacco had to say about all this? No, I didn't. What did he say? I was just watching an interview earlier today where they asked Flacco his thoughts on the draft. He said, said, so my, my job is to come here and handle my position as quarterback as best as possible. Something, something to that effect. And then he said, um, I feel like we have a lot of needs on this team. And I think it's pretty obvious some of the holes we need to fill. And I don't think quarterback's one of them. And he said, but if that happens, obviously that's out of my control, and I'm just going to come in and compete, and he's going to have to come and compete with me. So Flacco, yeah, that's a fair way to look at it. Flacco doesn't want quarterback competition, but he's willing to take it if they get it. You know what I mean? Oh, well, he might get it. I think there's a strong chance he's going to get it. I think there's a, I would say at least an 80% chance Drew Locke is a Bronco. I really hope so. I think he would fit them so well, dude. So he, we just, both- like, he looks like a Bronco. Yeah, like, we, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you just look like a certain team. You know what I mean? Like, Peyton maybe. Manning, yeah, he played for the Broncos, but he looked like a Colt. Andrew Luck was a Colt. You know, Tom Brady was a Patriot. It just makes sense sometimes <laughs> when you look at them. You it's kind of like mean? when you look at a person, you're like, like, you see them get out of their car, and you're like, hmm, it's not really their car, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. You like you drive sometimes that. a team just fits a player, and a player fits a team. You know, so three quarterbacks going in the top ten for both of us. Yeah, that's yeah. Interesting. I like that. I, I like that. I think that's really. I feel comfortable with that. Um, I, I feel I more comfortable with mine. Going to go there, but like I feel more comfortable with mine than I feel comfortable with yours. But hey, that's why mine is mine, and that's why yours is yours. Um, so I'm probably we'll see what wrong happens. about Bosa. I'm probably wrong about Bosa, but. I just dude, let I don't the know. reports kind of deter me out of the way. And plus, it no, never, it, to be honest, it never goes the way you think it's going to go. That's what I'm it, saying is the, as the closer we get, the less confident I feel about Kyler Murray. So Yeah, no one thought Baker Mayfield was going number one last year until like 20 dude, minutes before the draft started. That was amazing. Yeah, like, that was like no one saw that one coming. So, so that's kind of what to, was my mindset when I went into it. Yeah, I haven't gotten to go off my on my draft rant, but I love the NFL draft. It's one of my favorite days of the year. Every single year. Couldn't tell you why, but I love it. So yeah, no, I love it too. It's awesome like, to see these new players. Oh, absolutely. And the drama involved and everything. Like today, I watched, because um, like to get myself psyched up, I watched uh, like a shortened replay of the 2014 draft with Johnny Manziel and all that. The drama is amazing, you know? Yeah. And then you see then these crazy you- trades come in and players fall and drop and, and you know, some will jump up all the way. It's 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 nuts. Oh yeah, no, I love it. It's it's definitely the best draft out of all the professional sports, in my opinion. Absolutely, the NBA has a good draft too. It's just not the same to me. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really get that excited about the NBA draft. Oh, I love the NBA draft, but like, not not like I like this, not yeah. at all. Okay, but. so like, I think we both feel pretty good about what we said. I think we all had, or I think we both had pretty good points. But um, we need to move on. Um, but like before we go on, you know, like I said, if you want to kind of jump in on our conversation, if you want to be a part of it, DM us, Twitter, Instagram, doesn't really matter. We're going to post a poll, be looking for it. And, uh, I, I'd really love to hear what y'all think, because, you know, obviously me and Trey have different opinions on who's going number one. So I want I really want to know what y'all think. Right. 
So this next topic actually came from uh, one of our suggestions for fan questions to ask at the end, but we felt that this was more of just a, a topic in and of itself than just a question we can answer. <laughs> so, I, what's up, oh, man? I hate saying fan questions. What? I hate. I just feel like I've, that just sounds so arrogant. Oh, like you I know guess what I mean. So. Like okay. I'm not like adding. You okay, or the people like that. that we know they DM'd us and they see. I say to talk listeners. I like to say listeners instead of fans. Uh, dude, I'm going off the script that you wrote. It says fan questions right here. Did I really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did say fan questions. Yep, I see it. Here no, we are. I did, the... Okay, I don't know why I said fan questions because like this whole time that we did that, like yesterday when I posted to the story, I was like, do not say fans ask us questions. Be like, hey guys, you know, if you're listeners, you know, <laughs> DM us or whatever. I don't like to say fans because I just I mean, don't honestly, like I'm with you on this. It's just kind of rolled off the tongue. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not, like, you know, trying to put you down or anything like that. But, like, even if we had, like, a million subscribers, I wouldn't anyway, say fans. I just wanted to – this is our topic that we're going to go over real quick. Are yeah, esports real sports, Andrew? Are they? Are esports real sports? Absolutely not. See, I don't have a completely one-sided opinion on this like I feel you do. Now, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. I'm just trying to assume, okay? <laughs> no, no, you're good. But, you're good. So this is what I want to say because I've like I'm a sports management major, and we talk about this like we have probably four or five times throughout all the classes I've taken, and it always gets really heated, and I think it's so dumb to get heated about something like this. But I have no problem with them calling it esports uh, because what else are you gonna call it? It's competitive sports. I guess you could call it that, but it doesn't have the same like ring to it, I guess. But my my only problem is I don't like it on ESPN and ESPN magazine and all that. Yeah, I, I don't like that either. I just wish they had their own channel, and I wish they had their own. I I know they have magazines and stuff for it, but I mean, like, I just like if I, I'm the type of person where if nothing's on TV, I'll just throw on some sports or some Sports Center or whatever, and just have it on in the background, and then I put it on esports, and I'm like, this is. It's not what I clicked on ESPN for, you know? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, to me, that's like saying band is a sport. Band is not a sport. It's yeah, not. I mean, I'm not an, I mean, like, band people are not athletes. Well, I mean, like, some can be, but, like, if you're in the band, you're not considered an athlete, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why is Ninja, the streamer guy, considered an athlete now? I don't get that at all. Yeah, see, I, I almost wish they had different words for it. Like, yeah, instead of calling too. them an athlete, I guess you'd call them a gamer, but... Well, see, um, the only people that really get, like, heated about it are the people who think that it should be considered sports and athletes, you know? Right. Like, those are the only people that get upset about it. Like, to me, that's just my opinion. No, I don't think it's a sport, and I don't think you're an athlete if you play video games. I don't yeah. know why you would think you are. See, but I'm not, like, my angry thing is, I have, you. I have no problem with people enjoying it and people doing it. Like, Yeah, no, absolutely Clearly, not. there's a following for this. So why not make the money off of it, right? Yeah, no, I don't care if they play video games. I play video games sometimes. Like, it's a well, fun pastime, but I don't consider myself an athlete. Well, no, that's not the point, though. Like, this is these people's lives. They make a lot of money from doing it. This isn't their pastime. This is their job. So, yeah, And, no, and that's my right. thing is, and if you can make money from doing that, more power to you, okay? And if you want to watch people do that, same thing. Congrat it's not my cup of tea, but that's fine. So my thing is I have no problem with it existing. I don't even care that it's called esports. My only thing is I just wish it wasn't intertwined with actual athletic sports. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're not going to see an e you know like the ESPN body issue. Yeah. You're not going to see an esports <laughs> athlete on the ESPN body issue, all right? Yes, uh, I hear ninjas on the cover this year. <laughs> of the body <laughs> issue? Yeah. No, 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 that was a no, joke. No, no. Was a joke. I say no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, no. Dude, anyway, I watch guess it come out this year, and that's no, true. I don't think so. Yeah. Um. Now, moving on to more of the uh, listener questions <laughs> that we had. Um. One. Uh. One of our friends wanted us to talk about Jalen Hurts' new role at Oklahoma. Now that he's gone from Alabama, Andrew, do you want to put something in on this? Um. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, he started at Alabama before I did. So, I guess in the beginning, when I first started watching him, I was like, holy crap, this kid's amazing. You know what I mean? Like, we went to the national championship his freshman year, and right. he was the starter. And I was like, holy crap, this kid's amazing. And then we moved on, and we lost, right? And to be honest, I, I blamed a lot of that on him. 
I did. Now, was it 100% his fault? No, but I felt like we would have won if he would have made like three or four more passes. That was <laughs> it. That's all I needed him to do was make a few more passes, but he couldn't do that. And that wasn't the play calling. That was him missing those passes, you know? Yeah. So I blamed a lot of that on him. So the his sophomore year, the 2017 season, we went a lot into, you know, is Jalen Hurts – going to be able to do it again can he take Alabama back can he get better at throwing he went to the Manning Passing Academy all this stuff oh my gosh Dude, he's going to be better I, I want to jump in real quick I think he got worse at passing his second year at Alabama I think so too yeah I think so too I don't know what happened and so you know we ended up making the national championship um, but that was also like one of the best defenses all right like that team was so good absolutely and same with his freshman year we didn't need him to make the passes until the championship game just because the defense was so good. And so then we get to the national championship against Georgia, 2017. We're losing at halftime. Literally, I think he had like 13 yards the entire first half. Yeah, I, I was right. like, dude, bench him. Tua is the man. We hadn't seen Tua yet, but everyone had read about Tua. Everyone had seen him at A-Day. Dude, Tua was the man. And so he comes in. And, you know, Tua takes the job. We win the national championship right then and there. We knew, or I knew, people were acting like it was a controversy going into the next season. I was like, no way, dude. Tua's got the job. So then, and I know I'm going like a whole tangent on this. So then we get to the next season. Tua's got the job. We go through the whole season, and Jalen has to come in for an injured Tua in the SEC championship, and he brings us back. Now, we're at present day. And people think that one half has made Jalen Hurts the most incredible Alabama player of all time. No. It was like four drives in the SEC championship game for a team that didn't prepare to see Jalen Hurts. And, dude, the team was so good. Like, their receivers are so good. So, I'm not really sold on them. I don't – I mean, I have all these – I see all these people saying Alabama's going to play Oklahoma in, uh, in the college football playoff. Yeah. I do not see that happening. I don't see Oklahoma winning the Big 12. I don't – I mean, well, I take that back. I think they could possibly win the Big 12 because the Big 12 is not, like, stacked, you know. But yeah, I, I was about to think say, Te that one's a little hot. I think Texas is probably going to win the Big 12, even though I do think Oklahoma could do wow. it. Wow. Yeah, I think Texas is going to win the Big 12. Well, don't, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Jalen Hurts. I don't think he's that incredible. He's a great team player, and I got to give him props to that. But the dude's not going to win a Heisman like all these people are saying. Yeah, okay. I, I guess that's my thing is we saw Jalen regress so much, like, from his freshman year to his sophomore year. And, like, this was, you know, I was a Bama fan, so I watched it. And, honestly, it felt like every game his sophomore year, he got worse and he got worse and he got worse. And that's the reason he eventually got benched, okay? Um, I don't know if he has, like, what it – I don't know if he has what it takes to get it done in that Oklahoma offense, which requires a lot of air raid. Now – he will benefit from their system, which involves a lot of room for quarterback scrambling and running and all that. But I don't think that he's built for an air raid system. No. I think he's too thing. inaccurate he with the deep the, ball. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't have that ball. He doesn't have yeah, the accuracy. So I don't think he's going to do bad. He's not going to be Kyler Murray. Yeah, I don't. I just don't understand why all these people think he's going to make it to the playoff. I, I mean, like, if he does, that's awesome. Well, I'll be excited If he does, it's because of his team. It's not because of him. And I like the guy. But that's, yeah, that's oh, my feeling. He seems like an incredible person. But, like, you have to be objective about it, you know? Right. So, right. I guess that's kind of my thing on Jalen Hurts. You know, I see all these Alabama fans like, oh, yeah, Oklahoma's going to be the real deal. Like, dude, no, they're not. I really don't think they're going to the college football playoff. And if they do, I'll be excited. I'll be happy to be wrong. But Jalen Hurts isn't that guy. He's not. So... I guess yeah. that's my take on it. We went on a really, or I kind of went on a really big tangent. No, no, on no, that. no, no. I think everything you said was necessary to get to your point, and I don't disagree with you at all. I think we have the same frame of mind on this one. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just don't see. I don't see. I don't think he's the guy. Hey, hope that answers your question. Yeah. So, um, the last thing that we we're going to talk about, uh, we got a few suggestions to talk about Game of Thrones and some different things about it, since Andrew is now officially caught up with the show. So, um. So we figured we'd talk about that for a little bit. So if you haven't seen all of Game of Thrones, obviously we're going to be talking about it, so click away. But um, then we're going to do something a little bit fun with it, but we'll explain to that when we get to it. So Andrew, you have binged all of Game of Thrones in like the last 10 days, so why don't you give us something <laughs> about it? Okay, so I mean, I, if y'all follow us on social media, I put out a tweet 
dude, I have entered myself in Game of Thrones rehab. Like, I'm telling you, I am sold. I'm addicted. I cannot wait till the Battle of Winterfell this Sunday. Like, I'm so, I'm so freaking lit. Like, the show is so good, and I don't understand, like, why I didn't really want to watch it that much. Because, like, I, I enjoy it so, so much now. And there's, like, so many different ways the show could end. There's so many different ways it could happen. And it's honestly, like, watching, like, something unfold before you you know what i mean like you yeah. literally have no idea where it's gonna go see me and our mutual friend trent we're talking about this the other day okay so me and trent were talking and trent goes you know this is just one of those things that really blows my mind because i have no clue how this is gonna end he said honestly let's put it he said let's put it like this you know how and you know how Endgame is gonna end you know how star wars is gonna end you know that's just that's how it happens you know uh, I wouldn't say we know how Endgame's going to end. Oh, hush. You know they're going to win. No, well, I, no, no, no. I didn't mean it like that. I know they're going to win. But, like, but that's I don't know what I mean. going to die like, on the way. But that doesn't matter. The point is, the good guys are going to prevail. I wouldn't be surprised at all if everyone just dies in this Game of Thrones oh, season. Oh, yeah. I literally said that to a friend the other day. I was like, dude, I wouldn't be 100% shocked if the Night King took the Iron Throne. Exactly. That's my I point. I really is, would not. But, but, see, that was my point. Is in Endgame, look, look I, I'm almost certain the Avengers are going to win. That's just how no, it they is. Absolutely will. Absolutely. In Star Wars, the Jedi will prevail. Okay. Hopefully. But yeah. So that's. This is nuts. There's so many ways this could go. And dude, I love it. When, it's when John awesome. when John informed Dar- Daenerys that he was Aegon Targaryen. Yeah, I hope y'all was, clicked out if you didn't know about this already. Hey, that's your own fault. I warned you. Uh, dude, she was pissed. <coughs> but see, oh, that's God, bless okay. you. Well, that was my thing. I was like, dude. Why in the world is she worried about the Iron Throne now? The person that she said earlier in the episode that she loved, like she's in love with this man. She is in love with him. But as soon as he tells her that, her first concern is, oh, so now I don't have the right to the throne. I just It think- had nothing to do with him being, you know, anything like her, you know, nephew or like they can't be together anymore or something like that. No, it's straight to, oh, so now I'm not going to be able to be the queen. See, I think this is what they're kind of going for, the writers, because I think we got three more episodes they want to, us to see turn the on fall her. of Daenerys. Yeah, yeah she's going to turn evil. Turn this is what's happening. I think but. so, but I saw it in season seven as well, because in season seven, oh, absolutely. there was the whole thing about, um, what is it, uh, Sam's parents? What is it? Tully. It was, Sam, yeah, yeah Tully's. Yeah, she Tarly's. killed his father and brother, yeah. and she didn't care just because they wouldn't bend the knee. Right. She doesn't care about her people. She cares about the throne. Absolutely. Um, I mean, man, so, I mean, she, they're trying really hard to get us to turn on her, and I like it. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's adding a, such a great dynamic to the show. But see, um, that makes me nervous that maybe they're doing, maybe they're getting what they think they want us to do, and and it's like making us like Jon Snow more just so they can kill him. Dude, I don't need this. I don't need this negativity, Andrew. I know. I'm so scared, dude. If Aegon, John, whatever you want to call him, if he dies, God, I will be upset. So, this is the little fun thing I was talking about. So, one of our requests was specifically was to take college football programs and line them up to the houses in Game of Thrones. But well, uh, I think we're only going to do the great houses, right? Yeah, obviously, like not, the main not, five. Yeah, sure. Okay. So, let's. So we have to work. With? Yeah, we have to work together on this. Okay. And so I have the um, list right here, the five great houses, because I couldn't remember all on the top of my head. So right. I have them all written right next to me. Um, I guess I'll just go in order that they're written, because they're written in um, alphabetical order. Okay. So let's go. House Aaron. Aaron. You know, like the Aaron. like. Excuse yeah, me. Liza yeah, Liza Aaron. Aaron. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Let's try to think of some qualities. Crazy. Uh, in the mountains, uh, absolutely nuts. Uh, something flying, and uh, because I'm trying to think of like the veil, you know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So maybe some type of bird that's in the mountains. Uh, uh, what are you thinking? I was thinking, possibly, and this is something that might be a little weird, but I was thinking maybe Notre Dame. What? Yeah, Notre Dame, just because they're weird. They think they're better than everybody, <laughs> and then in actuality, they're out here in the middle of nowhere by themselves, okay? They're literally doing nothing. Out, like I'm, I'm talking about like the little boy. I can't remember his name. Robin? Is that his yeah. name? 
yeah, he's just out here doing his little own thing, not kind of really doing anything, being told what to do. Uh, I'm going to say East Washington. <laughs> what? East Washington, they're like the Eagles, and they're from the Washington. I thought we were supposed to do like the main programs, like big-time programs. They're pretty big. No, I think they want a do championship. a main program. Do a main program. Try. Oh my god, um, North Texas, because they're weird and they have eagles. I don't know. Okay, uh, but dude, honestly, I kind of like your Notre Dame pick. Okay, and now my next one, I feel I'm like just sitting here reading it. I think I already know which one I definitely want to do. Who is it? It's House Greyjoy. Okay, and I think who I want to do is Georgia. <laughs> No, you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like it makes Georgia. no sense. What do you mean it makes no sense? Let me explain to you the way I'm seeing it. Oh, so all right. House Greyjoy was a great house. You know, all this kind of stuff. They look great. But what happens every time they go up against every house? They lose. they lose. Alabama, they lose. You know what I mean? Texas, they've lost. Dude, every time they play us, they lose. Okay? House Greyjoy is absolutely Georgia. They're, they think they're the big dog until they get to the battle. Okay, actually... Um, Does that make more sense now? I'm actually completely on board now. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like... It's kind of like they're, it's kinda like it they're the way. little brother of the big dogs, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I, I mean, dude, I'm completely on board with that now. Yeah, okay. So I like that. Now, the next one is House Lannister. Oh, I got this one. Texas okay. A&M. What? They are the wealthiest college football program in the country now. That's got to be the Lannisters. Okay, see, I was thinking Texas. Okay, well, that they're number two. That was actually my next pick. I was debating between both of them. Yeah, so. well, see, I think you should go with Texas because long-term, overall, big name, Texas is bigger than Texas A&M. Yeah, you know I mean? was just talking about monetarily over the last few years, but I see, see what I'm you're saying, and broad, I almost chose them anyway. Picture. Right. I think Texas is a great pick for that anyway. Okay. Next one, House Stark. This one I thought about, and I had a lot of troubles with. And I, you know, I was thinking, and I was thinking, I, I don't know, man. Uh, See, I think what I want to do is put House Stark as Clemson and House Targaryen as Alabama. No. Why? It's just those don't fit at all, man. Just because they're rivals so. doesn't mean anything. Uh. But you got to pick Clemson and Alabama for one of them, Trey. No, you don't. You absolutely do. I think that's what the point of the questions was. They wanted us to name big name programs. You're out here trying to say East Washington, Trey. I'm who trying the to pick relevant East programs. Washington. I'm trying to pick relevant programs. I'm not trying yeah, to pick relevant. the top five programs in the relevant. country. Relevant, relevant. East Washington is relevant. They're relevant enough, Trey. East. Washington. Okay, I'm going to choose Alabama, Auburn, UAB, North Alabama, and South Alabama. Those are my five. Okay, that makes no sense. I guess I'm taking over. I'm just okay. guessing. Okay, no, well, it says the great houses. So you got to do the main like teams right now <laughs> in college football. Uh, the dude. great houses. East Washington's not a great house. <laughs> Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Texas... Those are great houses. Notre Dame. Are the Baratheons on that list? Because I got a good one for that one. Baratheons are not considered a great house. They're considered a former great house. They were the king. Well, actually, mine mine actually fits well, that. Well, they're though. actually my, extinct. Mine fits that. Oh, actually, they're not. They still got one bastard. Uh, Gendry. Right? Uh, yeah, I guess that is true. Yeah, he is Roberts. Um, but anyway, Nebraska was my pick. Because think for about it. Baratheon? Yeah, because think about it. Nebraska used to be the big dog. They used to be the kings of college football. They had the dynasty in the 90s, and now what are they? Right? They're nothing. Exactly. Yeah. I thought that okay. was pretty I good. See, see, I was kind of thinking maybe like Miami, but it was based on the same idea. Yeah. yeah, same principle. Yeah. Okay, but we haven't answered the question yet. House Stark, House Targaryen, who are they? Uh, House Targaryen is obviously UAB. Dragons. Okay, okay come on, Trey. Dude, come on. No one knows who UAB is. Everyone in the world knows who UAB is. Okay, really? Really? Yeah. 
people within 100 miles of the state of Alabama might know who UAB is just because their football program got shut down. No, 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 no. I'm talking about because of their medical school, but I don't know. John Cena goes to rehab at UAB. Didn't know if you knew that or not. (laughs) This is college football teams. (laughs) I don't care about their medical school. You're making this go way longer than it has to. This episode should have been done five minutes ago. Well, shoot, I'm sorry that I'm trying to be irrelevant. House Targaryen, I would say Alabama, and House Stark, I would say Clemson. Gray Julie, I guess I Georgia, can't really argue. Lannister, Texas, uh, Aaron, Notre Dame. I was just going to say the Army of the Dead was Alabama. Just call yeah, it but that. that's, not, that's not considered a great house. But, ooh, it's actually, possible. you know what? Ooh, I like that. I never thought about that. You're taking this from me, really? Yeah, House of the Dead does sound like Alabama. Because, you know, like, because part of the question that this person asked us was, who would Nick Saban be in the whole universe? And he's I think absolutely both, the Night King. Yeah, he's the Night King. Like, everybody is scared of him. He's the best oh, yeah. of the best. He can literally do whatever. Goat. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, then, yeah, we'll do that. The White Walkers, that army... That's definitely Alabama. They're the best. And then, even though they're probably going to fall in the Game of Thrones, but they're Oops. not going to fall right now. Okay, so how stark? I think that should be Clemson. What, from Davos honesty? <laughs> yeah. No, like, honestly, that was my mindset. And plus, they're kind of, they're not a northern team, but they're more north than Targaryens. You know what I mean? I guess. I just, I couldn't think of any, any house or any team that aligned with Clemson's uh like let me rephrase that with the Starks with how they think with they're like the the honorable Ned Stark. I don't know. Well that's I why I of. like well Dabo that Dabo tries his best to be like that kind of person. So that's why I said House Stark. It was uh House Stark would have been uh Hugh Freeze like five years ago. Um I don't know about that. But anyway, you I I don't know. I I guess we haven't really answered Targaryen. I'll go with Alabama. Why not? No, I like the White Walker army being Alabama. That makes sense. Uh, and Stark uh, is Clemson. So who is Targaryen? <laughs> uh, super mean, uh, crazy. I don't know. Um, Ohio State. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're crazy. All right, they think we they got have some the agreement. right to the. They think they have the right to the throne, but they really don't. You know. Yeah. No one gives an f about Targaryen. That sounded really weird because I couldn't speak. I kind of lost my voice right there. It's literally gotten worse as the episode has gone on. Uh, I'll give you a break from your voice because apparently you need it. Oh, yeah, I do. So anyway, if you like this episode, be sure to hit us up on social media. You could even DM us some more <laughs> questions that hopefully we'll answer better than this one. And uh, Andrew, anything you want to say? Yeah, uh, just thank you so much for listening. Like I said earlier, if you want to join in our conversation on the draft, we'll post that stuff on social media, Twitter at couch underscore takes, Instagram at couch takes. Um, Just thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And like Trey said, keep up with the questions. Have a great week and God bless.